Utah's future conference may be uncertain, but a friendly face returns to the pod to help us sort it all out. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. My name is JT Wistersill. Thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube. And I'd like to take a second to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on terms and conditions. Locked On College terms and conditions may apply. So, as I mentioned, my name is JT Wistersill. Was inside the Utah Athletic Department for the past three years, now stepping away and joining the Locked On Network to bring you guys Locked On Utes, and which should be another fun filled episode. And speaking of that episode today, we're going to talk a little bit more about conference realignment. And in order to do that, I thought it'd be fun to bring on a familiar voice to hear from. So my guest today, he's one of the most well-liked people in the Utah media scene. Most would say the most well-liked, actually. A legend who made this pod into what it is today. A man who loves to see your holiday plates and once shaved his beard to look like Darren Williams. Please welcome Brian Brown back onto the podcast. Brian, how's it going? You warned me that that was going to be a good intro. And uh, I got to be honest... I'm tearing up, my man. That was so. <laughs> you nailed it. You nailed it. Hey, it's fun to be here. I'm excited for you. Uh, we had talked about this a little after I had exited the uh, the program, so to speak, and knew that you would be as as capable a replacement as they'd find. And I'm glad to see you in the captain's chair. Uh, I used to call it my comfy chair because uh, I was the brown bear, but it's good to see uh, see you running the show. And and thanks for having me on, man. This is fun. Yeah, it is awesome. I would not be in the seat without you, Brian, so appreciate it as well. And it is great to have you back on. Of course, you are one of the biggest reasons. You are the biggest reason, honestly, this podcast kind of had an audience coming in new. So I'm sure a lot of people will be fired up to hear you again talking about Utah. And I think that's something a lot of people want right now is kind of comfort in such uncertain times. So big news, UCLA and USC going over, joining the Big Ten is something that caught everyone off guard. So my first question I wanted to ask you was this what was this one of those news things that like you won't forget where you were when you read it and just how caught off guard were you what was your reaction? Um I'm I'm going to kind of flip it a little bit and say I was caught extremely off guard my initial reaction was oh this isn't anything big. Uh this will get dispelled by the end of the day and uh whoops I was wrong on that one. Um the fact that it came from John Wilner <clears throat> probably should have I probably should have lended a little bit more validity to it but just the sheer volume of the splash effect that it made um I don't know if I'll always remember where I was I was at my house so I mean that that'll be an easy thing to to, to kind of for me to remember but it is one of those it's going to be the trigger event for what how we're going to re- have to reach how college football is going to be reshaped and how we're going to remember how things used to be this will be that trigger moment where everything just went you know we were talking about avengers and and marvel stuff earlier it's it's like when the infinity stones all shoot out in the timeline and uh i think it's uh hulk is like trying to pluck them out one one by one when he's 
uh, talking to the, I can't remember. Yeah, there you go. See, I I should probably pay attention to the names better, but that's, this is kind of what it is, is this is where the splinter moment happens. And and we're going to start seeing all these different timelines for college programs and, and college football in general. And so I think it is a very transcendent event. I don't know if it's going to be one of those things where like, do you remember when, and news is so different nowadays too, right? The way it breaks, you know, I think back in the day, everybody knew where they were when they heard it. Cause like you were either by a TV or a radio or you caught a newspaper, right? Like, <clears throat> um, I remember where I was when, you know, like nine 11 happened and, and that was a big one. But for, as far as sports fans go, this is going to be one of those transcendent events that will point back and, and say that this was the thing that really triggered. Well, I mean, between this and, and Texas and Oklahoma, but I think this move as much as anything really triggered the change in the landscape because it's, I can see why Texas and Oklahoma make that move. USC and UCLA going halfway across the country to start playing games in Maryland is just, you know. No, 100%, because you talk about um, joining the SEC. Texas A&M is already in Texas, so same geographical region versus literally, I mean, what are Rutgers versus UCLA games, like timing-wise, going to look like? It's going to be so strange, so. I totally agree with you and get what you're saying there. And yeah, it is one of those kind of shocking, crazy moments. The first moment I had like that where like I remembered something was when Kevin Durant signed with the Warriors for me. Like I even remember where I was inside my house, like sitting, I was just like, whoa, this changes everything. And that's really how it does feel is this. Cause you mentioned like a hey, Oklahoma, like Texas, it's, it's just really going across the country like that. I think is the big thing that has really opened it up and it is going to be really interesting to see where things up end up eventually. But looking at more of it now, so what do you, in your opinion, Brian, let's start with what you think Utah should do. Win. Um, <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing that, that really they need to do, and I've kind of said this all along. Um, they need to have an outstanding season here in 2022 because a lot of what's going to happen is not necessarily under their control. And, and anytime you have these kind of transcendent moments and events, um, you have to figure out what the controllables are for them. The season, you know, it's all about performing on the main stage. Now, as far as what they should do in terms of getting into conferences and everything like that, um, you know, we, <clears throat> I think it was yesterday we talked about being a, more of a traditionalist and wanting to stay in the Pac-12, and I, and I would love to see that too. Um, but I think the bottom line is Utah just needs to make sure that they're in the conversation to be in that final grouping because I think we've heard for a while now that this is not going to be the final round of realignment. So whether you go into the Big 12, whether you do the partnership with the ACC, or you go to the Big Ten, you just want to make sure that you're on the um, on the list. You know, like 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 you're standing outside the club. You want to make sure that your name's on the list to get in the VIP area, which is going to be that forty to forty eight team range. And so, um, I think most people would tell you that they want to go to the Big Ten. I'll be honest. There's not a ton of appeal in in just the the matchups and everything like that. The big appeal with the Big Ten is just lots of money, just gobs and gobs of money. And that's why USC and UCLA are head that direction. Um, but if I'm Utah, I try to get in, you know, as, as far as where I want to go or how I want to angle, I want to get into the best situation possible for this program to be positioned to make the move next year. So if that's the staying in the Pac-12, um, which I'm just going to call it the Pac-12 until they're, the, you know, SC and UCLA are officially gone. Um, if it's that partnership with the ACC, I actually think that's a great play too. And I had told people, it, you know, if, if, if things all do crumble down and it ends up being just the SEC and the Big Ten, at that point, circle the wagons with everybody else and create your own playoff and compete with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think those are all really good points. I love that you brought up – that was something I talked about a little bit yesterday was kind of that 
the whole alliance, that's not really alliance because big, the Big Ten kind of just turned around and stabbed the, the Pac-12 in the back, but there still should be a little bit of a relationship between the ACC and the Pac-12, so it'll be interesting to see how they navigate that. But I also love you just talking about the short term. Everyone is so shaken up about the long-term ramifications and kind of talked about like you want to put yourself – in the best position so when kind of the next year that kind of draft comes around or whatever it may look like in the future you're just really appealing because back-to-back pac-12 champion and let's maybe even rose bowl maybe even college football playoff appearance all of those make you so much more appealing and that's where hopefully this i'm sure the team has no problem doing that but that's where i think kind of fans if you do think about it from that way like man think about the short term and how valuable utah could really become i think that is something that's interesting to see so and one of the other things I want to touch on which with you is you talked about it, like you want Utah right now to focus on this and let's worry about it next year. What do you think Utah will do? Do you think that's what Utah will do? Or do you think two weeks from now, or just I'll just say before the season starts, we're talking about Utah in the Big 12, which seems to be the hottest rumor at the moment. I don't think that's going to be uh, – that, that would be my worst-case scenario um, mm-hmm. is going into the Big 12 uh, because I think what that means is that pretty much every other swing that you tried to make, it, it struck out, right? Um, the Big 12 doesn't benefit you where where you need to be benefited, and that is getting your program in front of an East Coast audience. I think that's why the – the <clears throat> we'll call it a conjoinment. Uh, I heard uh, our, our – Good friend, internet legend Butterball Jones called it the soft swinging of conferences, where where you're you're kind of half dating the ACC but not really committed to it. Maybe you're thinking about seeing some other conferences. Um, I'm out of the dating game a little bit more than I used to be when I was younger, so like I don't, you know, I'm not not hitting up multiple conferences on a weekend trying to see what's what's hot, you know. But I think really the best move for Utah is is you want to promote this program, right? Like I think it's been clear that this has been one of the top programs. In the Pac-12 over the last five years, uh, you know, national pundits are starting to recognize it. Utah gets a lot of love from some, you know, uh, some outlets like Pick Six Previews, where he's been on to on Brett Ciancia, who a friend of the program. I, I, well, I don't know that we ever had him on actually, but he he did say that he would come on Locked On Utes if we ever needed him. So uh, that's one to think about going forward. He's actually got him projected going to the college football playoff again. You know, loves Utah, loves the program, is a big fan of what they do here. All that is is great, right? But it's until ESPN starts recognizing, you know, Utah as one of the the banner programs, and until all the big names in college football start talking about them with regularity the way they do, um, you know, Clemson and Alabama, and, and you're just never going to get to that tier, right? But but you want to be in that next level, so I think the best way for that is just go to the East Coast, like start playing in Blacksburg, start playing in North Carolina, start playing games at the U. You know, and and we can call it the battle for the U or whatever it is. I don't, I'm I'm not good with naming. I started calling the Utah Colorado rivalry the neighborhood barbecue. So and that didn't stick. But um, that's the bottom line: is you want to get this program to to places where it hasn't been before, in terms of exposure, in terms of people actually seeing it and and, and viewing it on your TV, so that you expand your footprint and your scope. You know, you look at the top five games last year from. Uh, Pac-12 perspective, and and three of them are involving Utah, and that's a big deal. So, um, I think that's the biggest move. It, it, I would ask you this: it, it, Do you think going to the Big Twelve is a good move for Utah? Just personally, in general, I don't. I don't personally, and I talked about that yesterday. I actually really liked what you kind of talked about. I'd much rather have them stay in the Pac-12 and 
kind of wait for what I think is eventually going to be a super conference. And we can talk about more what that might look like later in the show. But I personally, do, the only thing that really excites me about potentially going to the Big 12 would be playing BYU more because I just think that's fun. But then again, that's all that we, if you even join, it's not till 2024. We're scheduled to play them in 2024 anyways. And I accept expect them to continue to play in basketball. So no, I agree with you. I think, especially like from a financial standpoint, I think if you stand back and wait a little bit, then you're possibly even going to get more money by joining one of those super conferences. So I, no. I also think the other thing too, that we tend to neglect is that there is still like worth in the PAC 12 network. And I know that the, the internet doesn't value it, but mm-hmm. there is legitimacy to it. And, and <clears throat> in terms of how media rights are, are, are tiered and everything like that. And so tier one rights are the ones with the live broadcast, right? And then tier two and the 48 hour window and all that stuff that we, you and I kind of know about a little bit more because we're on the, the actual business side of media. Um, but like the general fan doesn't know about like that stuff does matter because it's revenue that's easily generated. You own the content, you can throw games on, on the PAC 12 network. And it, it, it has a similar draw to live programming. And the bottom line is that live programming, that's why we're in this position where we're at right now is live programming is the most valuable thing in media because otherwise, you know, people are going to tune in when they want and you can't predict when it's going to be. And you can try to do that. And I know there's algorithms all over the planet that are running things now, but I don't know, like gas is still real expensive. So maybe those algorithms aren't the best thing to do. And, and live television is an easy solution for a lot of that stuff. I don't know why I got off on a gas tangent, maybe because I just filled <laughs> up my tank today. I think everyone is on a gas tangent at some point in their lives, so it's understandable. We're going to keep this conversation going with the game of Would You Rather, but first, I want to take a second to thank our sponsor, Linked, one of our sponsors, LinkedIn Talent Solutions. As the sun comes out and small businesses are back in business, LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to grow your team. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the people you want to interview faster and for free. I've used LinkedIn to help me make business connections, to help me stay connected with friends, keep up with their jobs and find success. And networking is huge. Everyone's trying to network, move up, advance. That's what LinkedIn are pros at. So you definitely want to join LinkedIn. You can create a free job post in minutes as well. LinkedIn Jobs helps you reach your network and beyond the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so that your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who's who do you like to interview and hire? It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs as the number one in delivery quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your free job for free. Terms and conditions may apply. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. So, move talking more about realignment, all this, what it means. You, we've both made it clear we would like for Utah to stay in the Pac-12, but there's definitely a chance that that's not going to happen and that we're going to see another scenario play out. So I'm going to give you a couple scenarios, Brian, you're going to tell me which one you would rather see happen. Classic game. Would you rather? So let's just start off. Actually, I'm not even going to start. My first question I had listed was, would you rather 
join the Big 12 or stay in the Pac-12. We both made our stances clear on that in the first segment, so we're going to move on and move to that second one. If Utah were to stay in the Pac-12, and let's say this super conference thing or whatever that looks like is pushed back a few years. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe they come to agreement on it, but it's not until 2030, or maybe that's just not – maybe in some world that's not even a thing. Would you rather it become the Pac-10 or add two more teams to make it the Pac-12? Uh, gut reaction is becoming the Pac-10 because I think you know what you get with that conference and you mm-hmm. really don't know what you're adding with the, the other two teams. Now, if it's two teams that, to me, are really enticing, and so I threw it out on Twitter, like, go get Nebraska, go get Oklahoma State, go get TCU, go get Baylor, and you add those to the conference, now all of a sudden that's a very appealing conference. And I would even swap out maybe, you know, <clears throat> depending on, on, on what goes on with everything in realignment. Like, I think Houston's a very appealing uh, school and program and it's you know I think the upside to Houston is that you're in a really really saturated recruiting area and this is the part where it's just I think w- when the casual fans are talking they want matchups right um, when you're looking at it from a perspective of like building your program out you want to be in those fertile recruiting grounds um, you know I mentioned that I'd, I'd say go after Nebraska and trying to pull them away from the Big Ten and everybody's pushed back by saying you know like well but they're making so much money and it's that's why they made the move in the first place, and it really hasn't benefited them. They need to get back into places where they can recruit. And so Nebraska needs to be playing games regularly in Texas. They need to be playing games regularly in California. Um, <clears throat> so that's where it kind of gets a little tricky, right, is is do you really want to have, you know, like Boise State and Fresno State and San Diego State if you're just adding teams? Like does that really bring value to the conference? To me, I don't know that it does. Um, and so if that's the case, then I'd rather just stay, stand pat because I think you've got a lot of really good programs here. Um, you can overcome the loss of USC and UCLA by playing games at neutral sites in L.A. I think that's a, a very easy solution for that, especially now with SoFi Stadium there. They'll take the games. You know, They're not going to turn down money. Mm-hmm. So there are op- options and opportunities there that I think you, know, you can still develop and still be a, a player when it comes time for that next round of uh, shuffling the conference alignments. So I, and I feel the same way. I totally agree with everything you said. So I'd rather, rather than hear my thoughts on that, I'd rather move on to our next one and kind of say, cause I would rather see those pack. I'd rather be, have to be the pack 10. Like you said, you know, we're going to get. So would you rather see Utah join the ACC or the big 10? And I'll say that this, because you actually mentioned a little bit earlier, you were a little more up on the ACC. Mm-hmm. If the big 10 were to add Notre Dame, would that change your mind? Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, and I think the, the the value of Notre Dame is what changes it, right? Because now the dollar figure to be a part of the Big Ten is even bigger. I don't I don't know uh, how many people saw the report come out that Notre Dame's looking for $75 million annually in their next uh, next TV contract. And here's the bottom line. They're worth it. They're one of the – And <clears throat> have you ever been out to Notre Dame for a game? I know you've – Not so, for a game. I just went to the campus one time. Okay. It was a really cool ticket. Have you been for a game? I have. So I actually went out with my family for the Utah versus Notre Dame game. And it was funny because everybody's like, oh, we're sorry. It's not as big a weekend as it normally is. And I'm just like, really? Because this is something else, you know. And until you get out there, you don't really understand why there is so much mystique and, and why it plays so big nationally. But it is such a, a, a polar, not a polarizing, but like, well, maybe polarizing, but like a, a, like, like a, a marker. In, in the landscape of college football, um, a magnetic type program, like the, it just draws a lot of people in and everything like that. So, um, and 
this is going to be fun for locked on users because locked on youth listeners because not users listeners um you have an incredible background in terms of variety of places that you've been so i'm excited for you to share a lot of your experience but you've been in some big 10 places i would have to say that you lean the same way that i do mm-hmm. yeah no 100 percent. yeah i mean i've been in the horseshoe for some of those games, I've been to Penn State, not for a wideout, but <laughs> they've been up there as well. So those those games are they're special too. I mean, Saturdays and Rice Eccles are as special as they come as well. But there are so many great college venues out there, and some of the best ones come up in the Midwest, like you mentioned, and especially when you talk about tradition like Notre Dame. I'll throw add one more thing before I throw it back to you. Alabama's huge. Texas they have the Longhorn Network. They're those are affiliated with ESPN still. Notre Dame is literally with NBC. Like that is yeah. the reason they're not in a conference is because they have a deal specifically with an entire TV network to carry their games. And that's the same network that does Sunday night football, which is year in and year out the most popular NFL primetime game in the season. So it just goes to show you the Notre Dame brand is special and absolutely worth the $75 million you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, as we've talked about, like it's, it's all about live media rights. And so you're going to see these monstrous figures get higher and higher. And, and, you know, I think if you're Utah and you have the opportunity to either be in a partnership with the ACC, that's fine. You know, and I prefer it in terms of like, I think it gets Utah positioned better for, for the eventual realignment. But I think what we're seeing is that the eventual realignment is going to be teams from the big 10 and teams from the SEC. So if you have that opportunity to go to the big 10, that's the one you need to take. And then you hope that you can hang on as they start to cut programs off. Cause that's going to be the real big, big talking point is like, is Rutgers going to get through? Cause I sure hope not. And it's yeah. not any hate against Rutgers, but I just, I don't have any interest. It's like you talked about. There are tons of special places in college football and Utah has built themselves into something like that. Um, you know, and I don't want to see non-special places. We saw that during 2020 when the pandemic and the stands were empty and it's just not fun. It's like watching a scrimmage. So. So true. It's like, and when you're flipping through channels, it's rarely do you stay on a game because of Rutgers. Now that game may get prime time or good billing because, oh, they're playing Ohio State. They're playing a Michigan State. But it's not like, man, Rutgers is taking on, well, this is a bad example, but Rutgers is taking on Kansas. Let's tune into that one. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's a lot of like people are like basketball, maybe, yeah. <laughs> you know, but Rock, Rutgers is not a draw. And I don't think they do anything very you know, specifically unique to, to their program or to their team where it's just like, I have to watch a Rutgers game. You know, I think people were really interested in Western Kentucky this year because they run a very high powered offense and you want to see um, Zappy, Bailey Zappy, you know, throw 65 touchdown passes or however many he did last year. I, the number escapes me. I should be, I need to go do my homework, man. I've been out of school for too long. Hey, homework was always the worst part of school. So away <laughs> from it as much as you can. <laughs> Someone who's out of school now, I've enjoyed that part of it. All right, one last would you rather for you. And this is one we've also touched on a little bit, but I want to get your official thoughts. Would you rather see Utah wait for a super conference or join another conference even a year from now, I'll say, as you've talked about? Mm, that's a good question. I think you wait for the super conference. Um, and like I said at the very start, I think it's and this is, you know, you mentioned the blogcast that that I, the other podcast that I do with uh, Cam Cam Beck and Steve Bartle, Steve Bartle of Zone. Cam also writes for Zone too, but uh, he's a little more selective about it. Um, he wrote an article last year about how you have to make a move and you have to be very progressive and you have to be quick about it. Um, I think this is one of those instances where I think you have to control what you can control, and and I think if you have the opportunity 
to just make a move for the sake of making a move, that's where you want to resist, right? Like you're positioned right now to have a really good season and possibly have a better seat at the table next year. And so that's what I'm going to do. Um, the scary part about that is that you could possibly get left out, but I almost think it plays in Utah's favor a little bit. If there is some sort of realignment musical chairs and, and people start jumping off to a different conference and you go through and actually win, win out your season, make it to the college football playoff. And everybody's like, wait a second, where are we? leaving out Utah all of a sudden, I think that, you know, works to your favor. And so we stand a little bit at odds in that regards, Cam and I do, but um, that I think there's reasoning behind it in, in my sense that, you know, you can't control what everybody else is going to do. Now you have to stay aware, right? Cause I think we saw what happened when USC and UCLA jumped and nobody knew about it, right? It got chaotic there, but we saw commissioner Klyavkov jump in there and do a really great job of, of stabilizing everything and, and having those conversations. So I think it makes a lot of points. I, I guess uh, I'm curious to hear what you have to think about that, what, what you think about that, because I think you have a, a really unique background in that situation. I am all for waiting for the Super Conference, personally. I think with how much we're seeing things change, I think so quickly things could jump into it. And that is definitely a scary thought because you see kind of – you mentioned, too, that Pac-12 Network is, gets dragged online, but I do think it still brings in money as well. And yes, the Big 12 is going to bring in – um, maybe probably a little bit more as well as some of those other ones. They have brought in more money, but at the same time, I feel like why jump in head first and just do all these deals and all these complicated contracts and everything just for, I mean, it really, it feels like as soon as 2024, we could have a super conference. So mm-hmm. I'm not all for jumping in right now and kind of waiting and seeing, especially I might wait till the football season ends. And I think even a year from now, we might have a better idea, especially because um, we've seen the, the moves the Big Ten are making. We've seen the moves the SEC are kind of making like we'll see what does the ACC want to do we've talked about them a little bit are they going to be are they going to want to are some of those teams going to end up breaking away and trying to find more money or are they going to want to join where they're just going to be like all right let's start to make a super conference like I really think we're heading for the super conference thing really fast so personally I would wait if I was Utah and I think that's I think that's what they should do and at this point when that big 12 rumor came in really hot at first I thought it was going to happen and it's really died off so at this point I feel like we're at least a year away from joining a conference like we talked about Brian yeah, and I think you've seen a little bit of uh, some whisperings to, that if if Notre Dame finally makes a decision on what they want to do, and if it's you know in terms of aligning themselves with a different conference or, or a different uh, option, and the Big Ten goes back to the drawing board to start picking teams, I think that that's where Utah really does have an advantage, and I think that they would be a part of that conversation going forward. And so I think you know like we're in agreement. What a surprise! Um, you know, I think standing pat as is and waiting for that super conference to happen is, is really the best way to go about it because you, you just you don't want to mess with things too much and, and you never know what's going to happen going into the Big 12. Like it could totally, you know, look, look at what's happened in Nebraska. They took the money and ran and, and it just it really hasn't paid off for them on the field. You know, yeah, they they're making tons of money for their athletic department. But what good is having the money if you're not getting the wins? And I think that's – USC, I think, will have a chance to find some success. I don't, I'm not as much confident about UCLA. I think that's what Texas and Oklahoma are really going to run into in the SEC is what you just talked about, taking the money. I think those brands are going to be totally devalued over there. I can't imagine they'll get, it to get as low as the Nebraska stock has fallen. I mean, someone like me who's become such a more recent college football fan over the past 10 years as I've, as I've grown up – Nebraska hasn't mattered at all. So yeah. I definitely agree yeah. with what we're talking about there. And we're going to touch on one more thing when we come back about a couple of Utes, when we return about a couple of Utes getting some recognition and awards. But first, want to give some love to Bet Online. 
BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. The national media is always low on Utah. You guys know that. Head over to BetOnline, cash in on some of those odds for Utah to the college football playoff. Utah win in the Pac-12, Utah's win total, all those things you can get after it at BetOnline.net. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. And you know NFL football is right around the corner as well as the rest of the college football slate. Bet online is your continued source for all sporting sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. Betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. Also, want to give some love. The intercap lending. There is a reason that no lender helps more families in Utah with their mortgage needs. Intercap gets deals done. Quick and simple process. Intercap closes loans two weeks faster than the industry average. And through fa- and though fast is great, the ultimate goal is to create a stress-free home loan process. And that is what Locked On's personal loan officer, Steve Carter, has delivered to hundreds of Locked On listeners so far, including Locked On's own founder, David Locke. And let's be honest, if Steve can help keep David on track through the entire process, Steve can help anyone. And though Intercap is now the Locked On Youth slash Cougars podcast, it's not new. Intercap has been assisting customers with all their mortgage needs since 1978, going on 43 years of experience. And Steve Carter has been providing Locked On listeners with the best experience since 2018. Intercap is headquartered here in Utah, but licensed to help with all your mortgage needs in 40 states. Give Steve a call. His direct number is 385-800-8528. You will will not find a more reasonable loan officer. NMLS number 190465. So, Looking back at this, Brian, for Utah. Before we wrap up, I want to hit you with a – I lied a little bit. We're not quite done with the would-you-rathers. I thought since we were on the topic of it that it would be a little fun to do a couple of fun would-you-rathers. So, Brian, you, I should have included this in your open as well. You played um, at Snow College, so you have some college football experience as well, and you have some in the trenches, so let's talk about that. Would you rather try to block Junior Tafuna or get past Braden Daniels? Ooh. I think just given my skill set, I'd rather try to and an emphasis on try to block Junior Tafuna. Um, but I think you know you couldn't have picked two better players at their positions on opposite sides of the ball. Uh, Junior has a, just a, unique gifts and just the size, power, and speed that he plays with. And Braden is just an absolute technician, one of the hardest workers on the team and has some, some real athleticism that, that you don't see at his position either. And, uh, you know, man, I don't, yeah, I'll, I'll take my chances with junior, but I'm going to lose either way. It's a lose lose situation. Totally. Like, so for myself, um, I always, whenever I, I played along the offensive line, so I would do one on one. I just imagine going against junior and him just exploding the ball, just exploding off the ball, just flattening me like pancake. So I would much rather try to get past Braden. Then when he gets his hands on me, he can throw down and fall on top of me. But Braden is more so setting back. I'm coming into Braden. I would rather do that than have Junior just destroy me, basically. Either way, it ends with probably both of us on the ground because of our efforts. (laughs) So, okay, here's my second one. Would you rather try to tackle Tavion in the hole or get tackled by Lander Barton? 
I think I'm probably, man. Are we talking like at, at my apex, like when I could actually somewhat oh, move? No, we're right we talking like tomorrow? I want right tomorrow, to it would be yeah. easier to just you like your, you curl your up and let Lander take me down. <laughs> you and your apex, you would be fine. I feel like like it would hurt, but like you're still you're in football shape. Like you're good. But like it's so it's so different, of course, um, for everyone once they've kind of stopped playing for a while. So I want to, I want to know now which one you want. Uh, I feel like as I've insulated myself, uh, you know, a lot more in life with uh, my my diet and exercise regime lately that I'll take I'll absorb the hit from Lander just because um, here's the thing that you never think about is that when you get out there on the field and you haven't been in it for a while, the speed is so overwhelming that you just start to freeze. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't want to embarrass myself and tear an ACL. So we'll go hit with Lander. Hit with Lander, good choice. Uh, I'm gonna. I'll take the ice bath immediately after. In fact, yeah. <laughs> just put it out there on the cart with me, and just throw me in there, wheel me off. It'll be perfect. Either way, yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm the same way. I'm going with Lander here. I think that it's gonna hurt, but man, just imagining like trying to get low on Tavy on it, and still just lowering that shoulder and just blowing you up is is even worse. So I'm definitely going there. And all right, final one for the would you rather's. Would you rather catch a short, like little curl route, a pass from Cam? Like he's just like rifling it at you, like as hard as he can throw. He's trying to fit it in the tight window, and you got to try to catch it. It's probably going to hurt when it hits into the chest. Or would you rather try to guard Dalton in the red zone? Oh. <laughs> red zone or basketball court. I don't want to try to go, yeah. uh, you know, guard Dalton either. Uh, blessed with bigger hands, so I'll take I'll take the fastball from Cam there. Plus, like. Uh, that way I can sell, you know, wear the t-shirt that says I caught a ball from cam rising, you know, like, um, bad moon's favorite receiver. Like I'll just go ahead and market the heck out of all that stuff. Um, but it is, you know, Dalton's such a unique athlete and I think his basketball background is very critical there. And it's, you know, it's, it's super hard with those kinds of guys who have that speed, that athleticism, that ability to get open and elevate. And, uh, here's the other thing. I hate looking like dumb. I mean, I look like I look dumb a lot, but I hate looking dumb when you're trying to do something good. So, um, you know, I, I think I'll take the pass from Cam. I 100% agree. I feel like it's going to hurt there, and, and I'm probably not going to catch it. But there's at least a slim chance I can catch Cam's ball. There's no way I'm talking Dalton. And you you talked about basketball, so I, I love going to play open runs. I play at the Life Center all the time, and I noticed something lately. I'm like, man, I feel like I never block shots. Oh, that's right. I can't jump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, how am I going to jump up and, and slot Dalton from grabbing a 50-50 ball if I can't even block a little point guard who hasn't played basketball in three years at the Student Life Center? So Yeah, and then this is your slow introduction to the washed club. Uh, you know, Thankfully, you haven't started pulling muscles while sleeping at night, but yeah. you know, that's look forward to that one. And, and everybody out there who's like full dad mode right now is just nodding like somberly like, like it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. That's going to do it for our would you rathers. But I do want to touch on one last thing before we get out of here. So Cam, Cam Rising and Tavion Thomas were both named to the Maxwell Award preseason watch list. And that's something we talked about. And something we talked about before we started recording, Brian, was that a lot of these guys who get the, guy, the eventual winners of these awards go on to win the Heisman most of the time. So this is a huge honor 
for these guys. I think both of them are there's there are a lot of nominees. Obviously, neither of these guys have like they're no by no means Heisman favorites, <laughs> but they at least deserve the respect as both guys who are capable of leading a team to the college football playoff, which a lot of people expect them to do with Utah this year. So what does them being named to this watch list mean to you? And do you think they can handle the pressure that kind of comes with that? Well, I think the biggest thing is it just the recognition of the work that they put in last year, right? And and the fact that, you know, as people are going through these lists and, and selecting candidates, that those two have put up the kind of numbers that are good enough to stand out against the crowd. Uh, for Cam, I think it's critical because I think a lot of people still don't know how good a quarterback he really is. You know, he had a pretty good performance in the Rose Bowl, got a chance to kind of showcase who he is, but he was not a household name at that point in time. And he will be this year. And that's why it's really critical to get him on that list. Now, you could argue that, like, Jaron Hall is on the list, too. So, like, how big a deal is it? Well, in grand scheme, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, I think the unique part about it is that Tavion made it as well, um, which means that, you know, people out there think that he really could be that kind of an explosive, talented back. Um, and I'm just, I'm really curious to see how he responds this year because there's a lot of talent in that backfield, and, and you know, there are some guys that are going to push him to compete in and, and Makai Bernard, and we kind of forget about, you know, Makai is a running back. And I know, like, there's been a lot of discussion about what position he plays, but he's going to push Tavion and you know, Jalen Glover. Boy, I mean, there is so much potential there. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, with potential to actually win an award, you know, Tavon would really have to have an explosive season and really push himself to to be something, you know, unique that we haven't even seen yet from him. Uh, with Cam, it, it, it just makes a ton of sense. And I think, you know, I don't know that he'll end up as a, like, a front runner for the Heisman Trophy, but I think he could be a contender um, to be, you know, in New York. He's just going to have to put up some really big numbers. So we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned Cam is still the face of this team. Fan favorite, love him. And anytime he's going to, Utah is going to go out there. He's when ESPN throws up their graphic of the big game versus um, Utah versus um, USC. It's going to, of course, be Coach Whittingham, Coach Riley, and it's also going to be those two quarterbacks because those are the two faces of those programs. But you mentioned Tavion's last year season when you break a franchise record for most touchdowns, or excuse me, a program record for most touchdowns. You're going to earn some much need, much deserved recognition for awards like this. So definitely I think both these players are deserving. And Brian, want to take a second and thank you so much for jumping on with us. Tell everyone what you kind of got going on right now. Uh, you can always find me on Twitter at Brown Bear SLC. I'll be writing a lot more in the fall for Ute Zone and have a couple side projects coming up too uh, that I think people are going to be really excited about. You know, I know how much everybody loves to get into the nitty gritty of, of film breakdowns and things like that. So I'll give everyone a little teaser um look forward to that when we uh finally get things wrapped up and ready to go for this fall yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun appreciate all of you guys for jumping on with us want to make sure you follow locked on utes you already heard brian his twitter mine is at jt wistersill follow the locked on utes on twitter as well and we thank you guys for making locked on utes your first listen of the day but if you want you're looking for a podcast to make your second listen of the day you should check out locked on pack 12 Get more on the Pac-12 by making Locked On Pac-12 your second listen every day. Host Spencer McLaughlin and local experts of Locked On take you across the Pac-12 in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Pac-12 your second listen. Locked On Pac-12. Thank you guys for joining us once again. Brian is going to be with us very frequently throughout the fall as well. Excited to get going. So thank you all for tuning in. That's all for today, but we'll see you tomorrow on Locked On Use.